we are. Uh, podcast 13, and we're now on screen. Yes. And we're all trying not to look at the screen <laughs> while we're talking to each other. We've had lots of advice on teenagers, but it's not going well. No. So what did we decide? Are we going to look at each other, or are we going to look at the well, screen? <laughs> okay, see how it goes. Okay. So um, th- this is a Q&A we decided today, isn't yes. it? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> And I'm still not looking. Yeah, well, you're just checking me out now. (laughs) No, I'm not. No, you're not. Okay. (laughs) Don't worry about that. Fair enough. Well, now we know where we stand. So, um, have we got a first question, or are we just going to chat a little bit about life in the universe? Yeah, yeah, so what what we've been doing. um, So, uh, we have been uh, very much in a fairly normal routine, because I've been away to work every week. So I've gone away and travelled around, and you've stayed here and looked after the kids, who now are slightly diminished because Bert's gone back to work as well, mm-hmm. hasn't he? So we're now stuck with three, and the prospect of some good next week. Next week. Yeah. So um, you might notice at the top of the screen there, if I can look at the screen now, that we've got this massive oh, microphone, mm-hmm. courtesy of Wilfred. And so we're optimistic that it will pick up every nuance and fascination of our of our talk today. Anyway, yeah. Go so on, what anyway, no, say? no. I was gonna exactly by the by. What what have we been biohacking or looking into or? Oh, so you're you're stuck heavily into this. On the you? biohacking front, yes. Yeah, so let's show the book. I, that's what I'm doing. So that's Boundless by Ooh. Ben Greenfield. And the bit I like is here, which is, so it's optimise, no it's not, it's upgrade your brain, optimise your body, and defy ageing. And so obviously from where I'm sat, in my 60s, defy ageing has become much further up the list. I would probably have those in the um, other other order. order. Yes. But I was thinking about that this morning, because I was thinking Bert's 21, and if he looks at his life from an average lifespan... He's looking at it the same as you are from your wanting to live to 120. Oh, he's only got eight, uh, 60 years left, yeah. and I've got 60 yeah. years left. That was a fascinating conversation I had in the week. Yeah. Was, um, well, it's all right for you. It, it was fascinating from a chap who's exactly my age. Yeah. It's all right for you. You've got a lot of time left. And yeah. I thought, well, <laughs> just just do the same sort of things, and then maybe you'll have to. We don't know yet whether I have got lots of time left, but do the it's same be things. Than yeah, and, and aim high. Yep. And so for me, I have got plenty of time left, definitely. And I'm still fascinated by the work I do. And I'm still dead keen to carry on for as long as possible, I think. Yeah. Which when you've got another 59 years, yeah. and it's down to 58 and a half now. Uh, anyway, mm. there, not that I'm counting. No. So um, my mine is this that I'm getting stuck into. Um, I saw him... He does this heavy metal toxic thing. Do you remember I came back from Psycho Detox? Anyway, so I, I've seen him talk live, and he's a very amazing fascinating. So I've like I, d- I I can coach through fasting anyway because yep. I I know enough about it. But this is kind of like uh, it's got a really good program in it, and it's specific to different genders, ages, all sorts of different things. And he's done it with his family. He's I've got six or seven kids. Anyway, just really uh, yeah, I'm really ex- 
excited by that. Ooh. Lots of picture. Yeah. So I the bit I like, because I only dipped into it, was... For two seconds. For two seconds. But he's talking about red light therapy. And he's talking about the photon being emitted by the mitochondria. I think I'm right in saying that. Maybe it's something near the mitochondria, which, which makes the mitochondria work better. Well, how fantastic that we are now talking on a molecular, not even a molecular level, a quantum physics level of, of photons of light and, and their effect within the body. That's massive compared with even 10 years ago when mm. we still thought we were this sort of hodgepodge of blood and muscle and we really didn't understand how the cells work properly. Yeah. So I think that's absolutely terrific mm. that that's become the new norm. No good, guys. That's the new norm. No, don't say the new norm. Don't say the new norm. Anyway, it's, it's great that we're talking about it, and we are talking about it at such a detailed level. Yeah. And we've got much better chance now of understanding exactly how the body works yeah. and exactly how to I look think, unfortunately, it. what worries me about all of that conversation, just like the conversation I have in, uh, I'm having at the moment about the times we're living in, is mm. that we live in this bubble where we think that everybody knows this stuff. Yeah, that's true. And they don't. No. So... And that's really sad, just yeah. to pick up on that, yeah. because I talk to lots of youngsters, and the classic conversation is, I used to be in the gym every night, and, and this, this is from lads who are maybe in their 30s or, or, or that way with a couple of kids now, and you think, yeah, that's great, but you no, can't live on the past. Because you can't, well, A, you can't live on the past, and B, you shouldn't be in the gym every night. Well, I know, but it's not even that, it's at yeah, least then. Yeah, but it then, is, because well, that's the, okay, that's the point things, of what I was saying, isn't yeah. it, is that we don't, we live in a bubble where people think that going to the gym every night is going to cure fit. Yeah. Okay, but but what I was trying to lead up to is they don't do anything now with regard to any sort of fitness. Mm. They just don't fit it into their routine, and it's very it's it's very unfortunate because mm. it's not going to serve. And them speaking well. of which, we've both been digging into because we both listened to the podcast, and I've been doing it for whatever oh, what reason for a couple of weeks anyway. I've mm. been going to bed with my nose strip on, um, and exercising with my nose strip, and then we and then I listened to Ben, and what's the your fascinating teenage fact from the oh podcast. it's the um the snigger snigger is yeah. the erectile material that's in your nose yeah. which allows it to open and shut yeah. which is fascinating yeah i think i did ask to know that but I certainly didn't. i have no i don't even pretend oh, okay to okay i think i did no you didn't well, maybe it was just that sort of no no anyway it is good because having puffed our way up and down various hills yesterday um on our long walk trying to breathe through our nose and actually succeeding fairly well yeah even that hit hill i mean that was a proper that was proper difficult was it appears to be your right nostril that seems to do most of the work well, when I you're wasn't out that engaged in i was pretty engaged i was trying to work well, it out. i mean i wasn't concentrating on which nostril flaring no i was just aware so it was good but it, that that's to do with parasympathetic and sympathetic isn't it, it whichever is. nostril is i think your left nostril goes oh, straight to your remember. brain or something. And interestingly, they now think, because it used to be fight or flight, fight, flight, freeze, mm. sympathetic, rest and digest, parasympathetic. And actually, it's the opposite when you look at the nose. And ancient Chinese medicine and Ayurveda would suggest that you need to be in sympathetic mode to digest your food properly. That's a very low level. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a... But I can't remember which nostril it is, so I'm not going to say because I don't remember. I think it comes back to this whole thing of we've now got a much better conversation going on about how the body really does work at that mm. sort of level. 
and, and maybe one day we'll work out why all this Chinese medicine actually works. But well, we do. We're learning so much more about it. Yeah, we are. And and really interesting. All the you know when you go back to the fasting thing, that you if you look back through these ancient, uh, wh- whether it's religion or um, uh, like, like Ayurveda, whatever. Or, yeah. whatever. So with the fasting, all religions fast. I don't think there is a single religion that doesn't fast. Mm. And when you look at the way that they fast, they are slightly different or whatever they do, but whatever they're doing, they are a health benefit, mm. you know, and, and probably spiritually as well, but, but the health is there, and it's the same with the breathing. So each, it, like even the faith will have, so apparently the Ave Maria, is it Ave Maria? Or oh, there's something, yeah, yeah, um, it's very, very good for your chanting chant and your breath, and all the breath chant, work. All the, cha- all the uh, Native American, yeah. All of the chants that the, they've studied over the world have the same five and a half to six second breath pattern mm. w- uh, per, per minute. Or well, five and a half to six breaths, breath. uh, which w- work per out minute. five whatever breaths per minute. Yeah. And it all works to calm you down and put you in a really parasympathetic state. Mm. And yeah, so it was always really interesting. Singing's really good for you. Well, chanting, you were talking about chanting. Yeah, I don't think the Om chant is a song. I mean, oh, you, I know, but you, just well, that's fine. That's a completely different thing to breath work, I would suggest. It just puts okay. you in a happy state. Mm. Okay. And you do obviously breathe differently, I suppose. And, you know. Oh, I like singing. Anyway, we have some questions, but our children have fled. Do they fled have? Fled the scene. Well, we know th- one of the questions. Do, well, no, if it's from them, they need to ask it. What do you Where want to do? They? Text them. I'm gonna. Uh, no, I'm. I, I'm trying to find Wilf's question. So he's gone off playing with Pam. Yeah. Deserting us. I will. I might just ask him what his question was though, because. Sorry, okay. I'm scrolling. Anyway, shout to Chris or something. So. Ah, um, yeah. No, I've got it. So um. So this is from Wilf's mate James. Oh yes. And he says, "Is the food pyramid an accurate representation of a healthy diet? If not." What should be changed? So he's talking about the standard American food pyramid. And our food pyramid here is, is very similar. It's isn't it? oh, in the in the states they have a pyramid. We have something called my plate. Oh, that's right. And the main the main difference, apart you know, we can get onto all the crappy oils. So so two things then: the crappy oils they will have on theirs rather than saturated fat, and um. Th- that you should make your calories up between 30 and 40 percent should be from carbohydrates and that's quite a lot that's a huge amount that's a yep. huge amount so those are the two differences then are the amount of carbs yep that we don't eat we yeah. eat much less you yeah. probably eat less than me i eat oh i eat a lot less than you i'm probably in nutritional ketosis most of the time but but having read having reading this book here mm. now i probably overdo it right actually but that, uh, you know, I went okay. through a phase of needing to do that, so I'm just So a lot less carbs, and it's the type of fat, isn't it? And mm. I'm just going to reiterate that again, because it is one of my siren calls. I don't think that's right. No. Anyway, it's something I go on about a lot, and it's the fact that you shouldn't eat the industrial seed oils. So this, this is the 2020 food pyramid. I mean, it is scary, scary stuff. And what you... Uh, can you see that? That's maybe bad, isn't it? I'm sorry. We will get better at this. 
but that's so that's the food pyramid and if you look there it's breads and i mean it is it's not even like it's car like it's it's good carbs it's absolute shit carbs and then loads of veg and fruit in the next one and then dairy and meat they really don't like meat do they and uh, you should use fats, oils, and sweets sparingly. So they've put all fats and sweets in the same in the tip of the of the tip of the pyramid. I mean, it's just so. This is why eighty eight percent of Americans have metabolic dysfunction, are metabolically damaged, are dying. I well, words fail me. Yes. So that's um. So we've once again got to the crux of it is that uh, the whole diet, the, the standard diet, is killing people. And isn't it, yeah, it? and it might, it's worth pointing out at this point this is government guidance. Why would we ever listen to anything governments ever tell us if this is their food guidance? And I'll tell you exactly why this is their food guidance, and I might be taken off YouTube for it because that's where the money is. That's exactly where the money is. Grains. Well, it's the way that, uh, and it's the way that the uh, agricultural industry has been led, it. isn't it? Yeah. So follow the money, people. Follow the money. Yeah. And how you can. Wow. Yeah, so, so what they saying? So six to eleven servings of bread, cereal, rice, and pasta per day. Yep. Brilliant. Three to five servings of vegetables. Two to four servings from the fruit group, and that's stuff like grapes. I mean, if you were to have two to, you would just be like on some kind of Jesus fructose mm, bender. Good lord. Uh, milk, yogurt, and cheese. Two to three servings. Meat, poultry, fish, dry beans, nice. Eggs and nuts. Two to three servings, and then, like I said, use sparingly fats, oils, and sweets. So that's your standard diet and that's obviously nothing like us and do you want to reiterate again what, just what we recommend yeah well so uh, so on the bottom there will be um i think actually on my primal one it's still got vegetables right um but that is that is shifting and there's a very there's not a lot of difference between the vegetables and the meat no clean meat not yucky meat and then um i will try and I know I've got it on the computer, but then I, you won't be able to. So, see just it. an interesting factoid around the end, though, is, end though, is that um, Paul Saladino has, has decided that mm. he needs to eat some carbs. He's been a long time doing his nose to tail. That's, that's the, the primal blue protein, by the way. Um, and it's uh, bottom vegetables, uh, then meat, fish, fowl, and eggs, and then healthy fats which does not include anything that's liquid at room temperature because that is processed oil and it's basically killing you cell by cell. And then you go on to m this, the moderation foods, which include nutritious carbs like sweet potato and squash and a bit of rice, fruit, uh, high fat dairy, and then at the top, like supplements if you want them and herbs and spices and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but th this is, a, this is, this is a, a good start a place to hack from, I would suggest. Yes, so, so you need to find out for yourself exactly which of those. But uh, but I would you. also say at this point, if you're eating that pyramid rather than that pyramid, you are not killing yourself. No. True. You might be, like for me, if I was to put that now, I know, 
six months later, if, if I was to do the vegetables as that, you know, salad, I can't go anywhere near. I just, right. It's painful, it's bloat, it's okay. you name it, it's there. So I know that, but I've kept that and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I am actually young, 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 which is mostly to address the reason I'm being bloody like this life today, really, 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 There's no cake, there's no baking, uh, there's no, no bread. No, we, we do, I mean, particularly because uh, Aggie likes baking and she's been at home for 11, 10 weeks, whatever it is. And so we have been baking, but it's been, you know, we had, the we went on the picnic and we had the, the, oh, the peanut, peanut stuff, cookies. Crunch cookies, yeah. Yeah. So I can have one of those and I'm fine. It's mm. not a problem. And it's uh, only ever sweetened with honey, ever, ever, ever now. I don't use. And, and coconut flour. I don't sweeten with coconut flour. No, I meant you don't use flour flour. No. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just trying to make yeah. a point. There's oh, no, and so, and, and no so grain. we decided we got we had loads of cream left over in the fridge. Um, so we made ice cream. Mm. And it's literally a pint of cream, four egg yolks, um, and vanilla essence, and a tablespoon of honey in the whole to sweeten the whole thing. And it was lovely. Yeah. I had a... I had a bit, and and it did remind me of ice cream from about mm-hmm. fifty years ago. Yeah. You know, it was terrific stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So there are things that you do and eat that are, you know, it's just not. Are substitutes mm-hmm. really, or going back to what, what the way they used to be made in effect, in, in effect yeah. of that ice and cream. And if you look at the, if you look at, at uh, sort of a hundred years, so nineteen ten to twenty ten, you know, obesity is on the rise with all of this. Ex- processed food and industrial seed oils mm. you know people were eating carbs a hundred years ago well living on potatoes if you're but poor well we got brought up on potatoes bags and bags mm. of potatoes nice yeah. um we got brought up on s'mores so <laughs> we're <laughs> yeah, not really anyone's thought mm. um it's it's to do with the amount of what we're eating, not necessarily. It's not all bad. It's just you're eating it in unreasonably yeah. large quantities. Yeah. Like a carton of orange juice is twenty orange juice, yeah. which you wouldn't have sat and peeled and ate. No. So that's obviously very odd and not good. Yeah. So, so to answer Jane's point, is that the the food pyramid that that the government gives us or my plate is is destined to uh, send us into metabolic failure. Yeah. And that literally means you don't run very well, you don't work very well. Ah. It's all right, but come on then. Have we got our first, We've got our first, qu- first question? Question. Question. <laughs> Agatha's <laughs> creeping out by the door. Right then, you're going to sit on the edge there, Bert? Sit on the edge. Go on, on then, on. fire away. At what point does intermittent fasting starvation well so ah so that do you mean intermittent fasting because intermittent fasting is never going to be starvation because that's that's you can call it intermittent fasting or you can call it a feeding window so at some point in a 24-hour period you will be eating okay so say the like the feeding window so you don't eat say you don't eat your breakfast Uh uh-huh and you only had black coffee or your water in the morning up to say lunchtime yeah growing up so what day so you starve Breakfast is your most important meal. But then eat again. Not even breakfast, but if you don't eat 
they you eat again you put it on its back and its body can escape that fat for another starvation period. Did you actually grow up with that information? No, it's on YouTube, yeah. Or someone told me it and it's done. But it's a a danger of not having any benefit. You mean caloric restriction then at that point? So you're talking like some kind of diet plan that's that's really restricting your calories? Yeah. That's not fasting either, Can that happen from not having breakfast or not Not having in the morning? Not from intermittent fasting because you are designed to do that. Okay. Um, Your body needs some period in the 24 hours where it's not digesting food right okay how long could that window be oh that depends on so many things um right. uh, well no so uh for me for instance it's as a, a woman who hasn't gone through menopause yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh you shouldn't do it probably for more than 12 hours intermittent fasting you should probably eat within a 12 to 13 hour window okay for you depending on you you're probably fine you're probably fine to have a like a 16 to 18 hour feeding window that's what you do isn't it Mm. i've never been the the old man but that's easy to do yeah even when i'm going for exercise so that just once again it's finding what suits you isn't it and it is okay. it, it's it, so and and even a long term fast if you do it properly so 5 days they reckon is the best long most fast. Be, the best long fast for longevity for autography autography autophagy um and for all uh, it just resets your system right fully but you then don't go back and just stuff your face well yeah you say you do it right how do you so that so that's it so you stop eating yeah uh, what you've been eating so you stop eating on the sunday evening yes but what so you you have to kind of lead up to that so your body has to be ready and prepared for the fast so if you're fat burning already that's great because if i was to uh coach somebody's uh, fasting technique i would definitely suggest that they are fat burning rather than carb burning to start with so that when they go when they start the fast their body is prepared for it it's used to it it's not an issue okay and they've got enough fat on board and they know how to use it and then you do the five-day fast and it's a, there are definite this is what i'm reading about at the moment there are very definite phases you go through and you kind of have this energy surge by day four yeah um and then on day five you you have a experience of genuine hunger that we just don't experience normally anymore um but then you have to, like, when you start to reintroduce food again, you can't just go and eat anything. Yes, don't right. go and eat your McDonald's, for instance. Yeah, you have to really uh, think about what you're going to eat and introduce it slowly. Like bone broth, I think, is quite a popular thing oh, okay. to, to reintroduce. But, but what, so, the, so the, the parallel that you're trying to get to between calorie-restricted diets and you're absolutely right that if you're on a calorie restricted diet for like 12 weeks yeah you lose all the weight you go back to eating completely normally or you probably don't actually because you're like yay i've got all this willpower i don't i'm not going to but by the end of a, a two weeks you will be yeah your body just then that food it panics and it stores the food okay because it doesn't want to go through that caloric restriction again but you're not doing it for just five days and you're not shutting off digestive enzymes 
Yeah, there right. seems to be a great difference between shutting down completely and Digesting, fasting yeah. and, and, a, and a long-term yeah. calorie-controlled event. How's right. that sound? Yeah. Uh, let's just try another I one. I did, did well. I? You got a what now? Oh, yeah. Got another one. At what point does low-carb turn to high-carb consumption? Yeah. So I will show you this. Hopefully, right, we'll, we'll, be able, we'll be able to edit it in. I was going to say, hopefully, Wilf will be able to edit it in. Oh, he could have used time of food thing there. So when you see carb you curve, crack stop it, me. Did you? I did because I had this up. What do you mean? No words will find it. Carb curve, carb curve. Hang on, I need to search up. Search for it, aren't I? Pop a little curveball this, isn't it? No. It was right the there, it was. It was carb curve. Oh, God. Just search curve know. instead. What? Did you find it? I think I know it's there. Now the text is coming up, right? Carb curve. It is carb curve. There we go. Oh. So, say, say your question again. At what point does low carb turn to high carb consumption? So basically, what anybody would tell you is under 50 grams of carb a day is nutritional ketosis. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So that's, that's intermittent fasting and being in ketosis. So under 50 grams of carbs. And right. that's, that will be, um, you will notice ketones in your blood at that point on a sort of, right. all the time. Is that... Looking at the graph, is that the extreme end of no? Low carb? Some people have no carbs. Okay, but you've got the weight loss sweet spot up yes, to hundred grams. Yes, we haven't got there yet, have we? Okay, I was just saying. Yes, yeah, so I will talk you through it. All so right, that's thank the whole you. point. So that so under fifty grams will be considered ketosis. Right. So then you get to between fifty and hundred grams a day. Is the that's probably what you do? Would you say? Probably, yep. That's the or no, might and maybe you're a bit higher. So that's probably. the weight loss spot yeah so Definitely at that point you're that. not eating as many carbs as your average joe but you are yeah. eating carbs and then and, and at that point you will be losing weight as well you should be losing okay. weight as well and then the effortless weight maintenance which i think you're I probably think in at this probably point where I'm at. Yeah, you okay. are up to 150 grams of carb a day okay. so we had a bit of a hiatus there so we did miss a bit didn't we yes. is there anything specific that you asked about no, 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 it's fine. So the cut, the cup. So we reckon that you have about two cups. One to two cups each meal. Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah. And, and then that's you, about we work 27 grams of carb. Per cup. Per cup. So I'm 27, I'm around 25 to 50 per meal. Yeah. On my carbs. Plus a, plus a few bits and pieces, plus a bit of dark and chocolate. And all carbs aren't created equal. Not all carbs aren't created equal. So you want them as unprocessed as possible except we're going to get on to the more processed things in a second um that was the other thing are yeah. those that did mention earlier and you forgot um are those boundaries set so it'll be different for each person won't it i imagine yes but you have to you have to biohack that at that point okay yeah very definitely biohack like eating <laughs> yeah famous biology exactly all so right no, I was just going to say. So um, no, no, no. It's nothing to do with your question. Is this whole thing now with with um, Paul Saladino and, and needing to take Doctor. on carbs? Oh, you're yeah. Yes, not fascinated. I am fascinated by the fact that zero carbs and a long term 
meditate, which is obviously what he's supposed to do. But he, wa- it wasn't suff- he wasn't suffering from ill health. He just feels better with a bit of honey. I think there's a huge difference. Well, he that's his technically part of it itself, that's an average yeah. product. Sort of thing. It's yeah. not like a base. Yeah. He'd had his glucose monitor on, hadn't yeah. he? And he'd worked out that he wasn't having any spikes, at which yeah. point his insulin, so he his natural insulin, what, what do you call do it, it, facility. not metabolically flexible. He wasn't, he yeah, take, yeah. Because yeah. he was going the other way, completely yeah. the other way. Yeah. However, that we probably need to have a separate pod- podcast on that because that is quite trippy. Or a podcast. Yeah. Okay, is Agatha coming in now then? Bye. Bye then. Ooh, that wasn't going well here, following the arrows, was it? I well, no, how do you break a smart distance from <laughs> going to drop dead now? Right? Yeah, none of us are very good at it, are we? We um, don't need to. I know. Just stating it's the just obvious. It's a joke. Spend all week yeah, with the Zoom yeah. meter down. Yeah, so um, people, when I talk about what you guys eat, mm-hmm. so you just eat meat and veg, uh-huh. and people say, well, then you need to eat sugar because you know that your body runs on glucose. Right, okay. So where do you get your glucose from? So first of all, the first, the, the assumption that your body runs on glucose is wrong. Your body can run on glucose, um, but it prefers to run mainly on fat. It needs, it will have, it can have, uh, the brain needs a bit of glucose, but if you imagine that your your whole blood system, entire blood system, that you know you get an insulin spike when you're when it's considered poisonous, and that your sh- glucose in your system, and that's more than five grams. So that's a teaspoon of sugar. It's all that your system can deal with. Yeah, but uh, respiration uses glucose. But it doesn't have to. But it does because it's. Oxygen and glucose. It doesn't have to. Pretty sure. Because it's not like when you've got That's like what you've been taught, but you've been taught so much yeah, stuff that's wrong. The mitochondria, you mitochondria definitely don't, don't need, need glucose. glucose. So ATP production is much more efficient. Oh no, it's not that. It's uh, just like in your muscles, it's O2 plus glucose so goes to CO2. So that's glycogen, which is slightly different again. And yes that's where the five grams comes from so your brain needs it and you certain organs do need it yeah uh but 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 five grams is more than enough at any one time anything extra than that you have an insulin spike so that it can take it away to be stored as fat exercising yep and you need to have your glycogen store so you can so so where do you get your glycogen from then muscles and you if you are that depleted in glucose which I, i can't believe anybody is your liver does this thing called gluconeogenesis where it turns protein because protein is only one um, molecule different to carbohydrate into carbohydrate, carbohydrate is into glucose and that's okay. called gluconeogenesis um, but but most of us have more than enough glucose in our systems so where does your glucose come from if you don't so there is enough believe it or not in the vegetables that I have and if you're going to eat half a pint of ice cream on a Sunday lunchtime, that's enough. I don't think you've had quite half a pint. <laughs> it felt like it. It did. <laughs> oh, it's pretty delicious. Right. So, I think sometimes when we are eating our 85 and 90% chocolate, yep. that's also a yeah. bit of a... Yeah, so I had yeah. that as well, didn't that, I? That's also a, 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 a very slight carb yep. intake. Much less, obviously, yeah. than your your your, your fruit uh, and nuts. Yeah. I think I think I think just like the the uh, pi- uh, the food pyramid, 
because it says 30-40, you need 30-40% of your calories to come from carbs. It's just fundamentally wrong. I mean, there isn't, you know, there there is no other way around that than to say that it is just wrong. We have been, this paradigm that came out of the 70s, thanks to Ansel Keys, is wrong. So we prove it on a Saturday morning because we will have our supper on a Saturday, on a, on a Friday night. Yeah. And then we wake up and have a couple of cups of coffee. Well, I have, I have, well, I might have quite a few cups of coffee. Okay. At, at least two cups of coffee. But then we are more than capable. Black coffee for you. Black, it's only black yeah. coffee. Yeah, yeah. Nothing else. And then we walk, you know, 20 kilometers. Yeah. Effortlessly. No shortage of energy, no. no hunger pangs, no nothing. And, and that is the joy of fat adaptation. Yeah. Isn't and it? interestingly, Will came with us and we bought him some coffee creams. Yeah. And uh, he felt sick after eating them, which was quite interesting halfway around. Yeah, it was, yeah. He but learned he was that sick. one. He was very ill. Uh, I know. He was hopeless. But it's fascinating what you do. So I've been other days where I've worked all day and had no lunch and then gone for a run in the evening before I've had my supper. And once again, it's it's really not an issue. It's hard for people that are um, the cat's gone. It's hard for people that are, you know, so dedicated to their carbs, five or six times a day, that we can go such long periods and perform quite normally without eating mm. carbs. It, you do not need them. You, when you have a lot of carb in your system, what happens is that when when the carbs go, your brain is what tells you that you're starving, and so that you have this false hunger, this hangry yeah. situation occurs, and so mm. you get these constant spikes. And in the 70s, what they thought, this is where the, the paradigm of like seven to eight small meals a day, mm. instead of like reducing your insulin Just and, keep it and keeping it low, they kept it at the high level. So every time you felt hungry, you, you had a little again. something. So your insulin's constantly up, 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 and that's no good for anybody. What are you doing? Trying to see me. Okay, is that uh, a reasonable answer, or would it help people if you said that? More, or in, more just yeah, explaining why you don't need it. Because because what fundamentally you you've done A level biology. So fundamentally, you are taught wrong. ATP right. production is much more efficient when fat is involved, when saturated fat is involved rather than glucose. You imagine those fires that I'm always on about. So you've yeah. got a, like a smoky campfire and you're cu constantly. Putting sticks on. Putting sticks on. Wet sticks. Um, and you've got, and it's producing heat, but yeah. it's very, very inefficient. Whereas if you give it the saturated fat, it will do it really efficiently. And it's, uh, what is it? It's called, it's ATP, and then when it's used, it's re before it's recycled, yeah. it's, yeah. well, that all of that happens, the Krebs cycle will just happen right. much cleaner, yeah. much more, much more energy efficient, and yeah. Which is why we, you, why when you're fat adapted, you don't feel hungry. Because yeah. your cells aren't calling out for anything. Your brain's not telling you you're starving. So on that point, it, it, if you've got a lot of belly fat, that adds to your problems with that, doesn't it? You're, you're angry yes, and whatever, they, because they, it starts to signal as well, yeah. doesn't it? It's, a, it's an organ in itself. Belly fat is an organ in itself, yeah, and, and it, it sends, it, it completely messes up the ghrelin leptin signal. Yeah, so it starts demanding. Yeah. Food yeah. on, a, on a very regular basis. Sends out its own hormone signals. Yeah, which is bad news. Bad, bad news. Yeah. So you do reach a point of um. I was going to say of no return. Yeah, but it's not no return. It is just much, much harder much for harder. 
for people yeah. to become fat adapted if they've got a great belly on it. Yeah. Oh, and and harder to 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 yeah, just to generally in life because that's that's right. It's it's like a shouting voice all the time on its own right. without any of the other stuff. With that. So, uh, the the now we've quite tell us what HIIT stands for then first. High intensity interval training. Right. And so we've laughed out for, and there are all sorts of uh, experiments being done with this, and to the point where like something like two minutes on a static bike a week is has the same metabolic and health advantages of going out and pounding the road for hours hours a week. Um, so at that's a hit, and it can be anything from I think I've got like even a minute, and then a rest in between. When we do the the what do we do? Forty seconds, and then twenty rest. But a lot of hits are o- over that, so you can chronically hit just like you can chronically anything else. Right. So it's all right for like the week. You know, we all experimented with it because we were in lockdown and all the rest of it. But on an ongoing basis that will have the same detrimental effects over exercise as anything else. And I- and now they even think that just um, a, a chronic routine of hits, like if you're doing a sprint workout, you should, and it's called, that you should rein it right back in and do a HERT, which is high intensity repeat training, high intensity right. repeat training, which means that you do each hit has the same intensity, so the last hit yeah. is the same as the first hit. So, if it's so do you remember when we went out and did them in the UK and we walked all the way around to get yeah. our heart rates right back so that the, the 20 seconds that we did could be as effective as yeah. the first one? Yeah. And and yet that is only eight, uh, could be only eight seconds. It doesn't need to be maximum. You bring your heart rate back down. Go on, sorry. Well, I was going to say, because Brad's big on this, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Brad Cairns, and, and the fact that you shouldn't sprint for more than about 15 mm. seconds. At the very top level. The very, the, the most, because after that you start to produce ammonia yeah. and then that's really not doing you any good. So you want to really pound it out, but for that very, very short time. Yeah, and if you're doing seven or eight, they all need to be of the same quality. Yes, and so the, on the back of that, as you were saying, you need to have a very long gap between them so yeah. everything returns to normal. And then when you do the next one, you, as you said, you're doing the same intensity yeah. and you'll go the same speed. And so what, so what you're doing in a hit is you are producing all of the stresses that your body requires to, to say to itself, yes, I need to be strong, yes, I need to be healthy, yes, I need to be able to run away from a saber-toothed tiger, yes, I need to be on the ball, without that chronic pattern of uh, d- deterioration. It's, so it's called a hormetic stressor. So it's the, that's the stress bucket again. So just like anything else, if you have too much hits, you're just adding to the stress bucket and nothing's coming out. Whereas a hormetic stressor, like an in, uh, like a short burst, and very m- short, burst. very short burst, and probably not more than once a once week. A week. Yeah, once um, every ten days, I think they talk. Well, about. that's a sprint. That's oh, a slightly oh, different thing again, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, and and strength training, all the same, is that you you want to turn the cap on to get to release the stress. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. Am I boring? <laughs> I think you might be. <laughs> Uh, but but that's different from deciding that once in the year you're going to train for the half marathon, say. Yeah. And then at that point, if you 
wanted to do the half marathon, you would have to do some longer training. Yeah. Nobody would recommend that you do your 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 actual. You don't run a half marathon every week yeah. until you get there. So no. there, you sort of fool your body to some extent, don't you? And yeah. then it's only on the day that you actually do those thirteen and a bit miles. Yeah. You would you would build up maybe to nine or ten. Probably wouldn't even do the thirteen. That's not too bad for a sprint. Well, I, I'm just saying that you don't have to, you don't want to be you don't necessarily want to be doing the whole distance if you're aiming for something, but you can aim for something completely different because you're talking about very short distance, very short sprints. You can still so in your life oh, have yes, a challenge of something that's completely yeah, different, yeah, even yeah. like a marathon, which which you're never but very we, keen on. Was asking about hits. No, no, I've moved on from that because I thought we we covered that. Is it have as we well as it, Agatha? Uh, yeah. So, but how often should you be doing? Well, I was suggesting well. not really more than once or twice. You do it, do you it do twice. Much you, as you don't like. even yeah, you don't even need to do it, do you? No. Maybe you're not doing a marathon. Just saying. you <laughs> so yeah. there so going back to what I was saying about the the, the slightly different training that's required if you want to run a longer distance or you want to do a different event you might want to do a long cycling event you, you, th there is a different pattern then isn't there for your training it'll you include some hits but you still it need has to be super flexible these days yep. you can't you know if you print off I think you're on a hiding to nothing printing off like a yep. Two miles today, four from miles the, tomorrow. From, the, from your runner's world or whatever yeah. it is. It's just not intuitive enough to really... And, and periodization is, seems to be quite important. So you concentrate on strength training for a couple of weeks mm. or a month. All right. And yep. then you go back out on the road again. But, it, but people find that, you know, they do the same thing. So if they're training for a marathon and they're living in somewhere where you can't, you know, it's so cold... And can't go out whatever it is so they all train on the static running machine they it, it it's not the same as the road mm. um which in a way is good but not for long periods i mean I, i'm trying to think why shifting it you just want to shift it up you just want to you want your body to be prepared for anything you throw at it so that th that whole classic thing of health over fitness so if you're very very healthy even if you've not and, and you sometimes hear of people that you know haven't run a half marathon before and they'll just run it and run a fantastically good time yeah. and that'll be because basically they're healthy yeah. and their body as you say yeah. can, can take anything that's asked of it yeah. whereas other people might have been pounding the streets for months and beforehand they're just, they're and they're so worn out that they, yeah. Yeah, that they just can't do it they're never no. going to get a good no. time no well, it's that classic with a, with, a, with a I can't remember if he is a marathon runner he's got forty or something and uh she had to stop because of lockdown mm. um, and two of her races were cancelled or something and then she went out when she could and she just couldn't believe how fast she was. Oh yeah, because she had a rest. Because she'd had a rest. Yeah. Uh, rest is so important and we just underrate it all the time. And I, 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 it, it's the same psychology as having the muffin after you've done the exercise. You know, you, 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 all of your hormones, you feel so good. Mm that you don't want to have a rest mm. you, you want to feel that again you want to do it again mm. but it, it, you need to rest yep. it's quite and it is it is really difficult it is really difficult do. and it's difficult to explain as well even but you must have a go at that at some point because it is a shifting paradigm now isn't it of it's 
no longer miles and miles and oh, miles no. of repetitive you don't, hard training. You feel the burn. You, you know, you stick yeah. that in the same paradigm as the, as I say it all the time, it's the same as calories in, calories out. It's just yeah. dead in the water. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's no good. No. So your running, your very slow running that you normally do and everything else is, I think you finally turned the corner, I would suggest, as you jogged down the road the other day and appeared to look like absolutely anyone else out jogging. And yet you would still be at your low heart rate. You've got your nose band on now to try and increase your nose breathing. I think you, it's paid terrific dividends for you. You have persevered at it for what, 18 months now, two it years? I, but, but I really do, I really crave uh, a good half marathon time. But yeah, so going back to what I was saying is, do you need to train for that? Half well, I am now going to rely K. on my uh, bulletproof buddy Nikki, who has done all yep. sorts of training around the exercise because she's uh, she do, she's the triathlete, mm. and her husband's a GB spec ath- uh, triathlete, and so Nikki is going to help me. Good. And I already am going to be walking away the same as ever that I've been doing the thing from having a hot run help me because then it won't scare you when you come to it. Exactly, and I think, I think psychologically that's got to yeah. be huge. If you know you can get halfway yeah. up on a hit. Yeah. yeah, so you just do that in your head and then you're yeah. nearly there. Even if you walk up, yeah, yeah. it's not an, it's just not an issue. No. Which yeah. I think you should on that part run. I think it, well, I'm absolutely fascinated to know what the park run will be like when it reappears with people who and, and people's times because... We were in a, we were very much in a routine. You know, what was I up to? Two hundred and thirty in a row, yeah. or even more. But I think, I think the our park run will fool people. Stop me. Um, if they haven't done it before, because it's what is the fifth hilliest? It's very, country? very hilly. And yeah. I think they and all off road. Yeah. So it's not very fast. No, no, no. But it, and that fir- that first hill. Mm. Yeah. And you end on the hill. Yeah. Which you think doesn't look bad until you. Until you're. Plodding up it, yeah. Um, any more, is this it? Any more questions? Any more comments? No, I think that was it. I, I don't, think I, it I was don't think Arthur's got any wise words. I did hear him potter down the hall and potter back again in fear and trembling. Oh, uh, did he? Well, um, I still think there's... Um, uh, well, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And well, I hope that this whole thing is going to work. So now it will be over to Will. To try and piece it together. But yeah. Uh, we obviously... Meredith and I talk about it all the time with people that we meet. I meet loads of people and go on about the 120 Club and everything else all the time. And I think people are very, very interested. I think the problem for us is that we are, we've got a message that's so different from the one that they've heard for the last 30 years, the government-backed message that they've heard, government and schools-backed message that they've heard the last 30 years essentially got I there think, yeah, through I don't all think of the I can't remember when it was it wasn't that long ago was it where somebody said oh like your um, your message is is dangerous and the person that had said it was not in I mean that's what I find really hard is that people think that we're nutters and can't possibly be doing ourselves any favors you know we'll spoke to somebody and he said no thank you I don't want the biscuit and uh, and 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 you know he, they were just shocked that that he didn't want sugar and what on earth did did I think I was doing as a parent to not feed my child sugar 
So I, I, but these people are on, you know, they're unhealthy. They're normally overweight, and they wouldn't be able to run down the road to the bus, let alone do, do the, 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 the so three I, miles I do, in the park. You know, that's not a judgment. It's just deeply depressing when I'm trying to get this message out that you can do all of this stuff. You know, you're 60. I'm 50. We're doing the same stuff we were doing 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and yeah. it's not. You don't even think about it. No, it's it. effortless, and and so it's su- it would be such a joy to think that other people yeah. would 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 become enlightened, really, with it. I mean, you can't and have this knowledge and not want everybody to know. No, but I think more people are interested, and I, I, I yeah, I think the fact that um, recently, you know, people have been suffering. I'm just looking at me. You are. Project, Hello, though. he's right here. Um, yeah, I looked past you, haven't I? You did. It, it people, yeah. you know, it's become metabolic disorder has become much more newsworthy. Well, you would think it would be, but it isn't. Yeah, because it's only the stuff that we pick up that we know that that mm. that it's it's critical at this juncture. But it's not on the the mainstream media, is mm. it? Well, the mainstream media needs a good slap. I'm afraid it's no. We would suggest change course again, hasn't it? So the message now isn't save the NHS; it's save the economy. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty quick U-turn. You should have thought of that 12 weeks ago. should have thought of that 12 weeks ago when everyone decided they'd have a bit of a break. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. No good moaning about that. So um, <laughs> we're on, we're on quite good form. Good. I did have a bit of a moan. I'm always moaning. We're, we're on very good form with it all. We're enjoying our Saturday morning walk, which um, which is which is our new normal. No! <laughs> yeah, this is, put that out there. This is that's a complete psychology. <laughs> that's like... If yeah, you tell on, everybody often, well, if you tell everybody often enough, this is the yeah. new normal. New normal is shopping two meters apart, mm. queuing to get into a shop. Uh, you can't walk past somebody for fear of dropping dead. This is the new normal. Everything's fine. It that's the, that's just a psychological trick, and it's bollocks. Yeah, but it's there's fascinating to look at the psychological tricks that have come out of all this. It's actually written. You know, there's, yeah. there's like it's information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you call something the new normal, we'll all believe it is, and it's not. Well, I, uh, yeah, I, I, yes, I, I'm still optimistic that this and and being able to put stuff on YouTube <laughs> and to have, have you your podcast. That, have you seen the meme with the face somebody driving a car with the face mask on, and it's like people like this are why pop tarts need instructions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still like the meme where it's go to work, stay at home, don't go to work. Yeah. If you can stay at home, go to work. If you can go to work, stay at home. <laughs> well, we must practice that one actually. Yeah, get it get a bit better. Will to come in and we do will, it. yeah. Anyway, so there we are. So, as I say, on good form, still enjoying everything. Still squinting. Still squinting. I'm looking, I'm right into the light here. I might have to change it. Um, behind that curtain. <laughs> well, you're behind the curtain. So, still bickering and still, <laughs> life's still great. So, um, yeah, it is absolutely brilliant. Just just make the most of it, everyone. Just enjoy yourself. Very good. Bye. <laughs> Bye.